Welcome to the Millennial Soul Food Podcast. I'm your host, Keyonce. Today's episode is MSF Podcast 24. Updates and the seven universal laws. Enjoy. What's up, what's up? It's your girl, Keyonce, occultist, Mississippi hoodoo mystic, spiritualist, tarot reader, and hashtag hoodoo hot boy based in New Orleans. How's everybody doing? Yes! We made it out of the retrograde. Hallelujah, that Mercury retrograde. I'm going to talk to y'all, y'all a little bit about that later. But um, today's agenda is going to be some updates about some things that um, have been changing in my life, some positive changes. I'm going to tell you a little bit about my courses that I'm going to be teaching, kind of give you some information about my approach to tarot and my approach to um, occult arts. Um, And then we're also going to talk about a new series that I'm going to be doing And this is going to be a a seven-part series on the universal laws of um, the occult. These are found in the Kabbalion, but I wanted to really cover these laws because I find that a lot of times like on Instagram and social media, the information that we are learning and the information that's being put out there, um, for instance, the information that I put out there, like a little 30-second reel Um, sometimes the way that you speak, the way that you formulate your language can really convey information that took 15 years of experience to learn. So I have been studying the occult for a long time since before Harry Potter came out. (laughs) And like, there's just certain things that you only learn through life experience. There's only certain things that you learn through reading and then through experiencing these concepts in reality in 3d reality so i'm going to talk about some of these universal laws that are very important to understand and know if you are a general occultist or if you identify as a a witch okay so more on that later um yes okay So let's get into these announcements and some quick updates, kind of, I just want to spill the tea and let y'all know what I have been to, what has been going on in my life. Uh, First off, we reached 20K on Instagram. Thank you so much for your support. I love all of you so much. Um, You know, I'm not really like, I don't really put up a lot of celebration stuff about numbers and stuff like that, but I'm actually pretty proud of this platform. Y'all be cutting up in the comments. It's so fun to just experience um, this growth and then also um, help cultivate this kind of community. And speaking of community, the Patreon be lit too, girl. Uh, I did a live stream based on uh the the most recent episode that i put out um i think this was who do for your love life but um yeah it was who do for your love life and i also did a patreon live stream on that where i went deeper in depth about love spells shadow work that you want to do before you even try to engage in spell work because um i have found through my readings and through work that is requested of me a lot of times people want to manipulate spirit when it comes to the love life and a lot of times with love you can't put too much on it now you can put effort into it to working with somebody, but you gotta make sure that person likes you. And a lot of times with hoodoo and a lot of times with spell work specifically, when it has to do with your love life, a lot of people just be concentrating on when they trying to pursue the person, but they don't really be concentrating on when they got the person. You know what I mean? So it's like, I would rather spirit bring me somebody that I'm meant to be with based on qualities that I have written down, based on qualities um, that I have put out into the ether realm that I want to attract. And a lot of times you have to do that through attraction work. 
You got to do that through self-love work. You got to do that through dismantling aspects of your shadow self based on certain experiences that you have had with love. So you got to you got to approach it from the inside. You got to approach it internally. You know what I mean? So a lot of times with the love work, a lot of times it ain't successful because you ain't really putting out the right attraction vibrations out there. And we're going to talk a little bit about this, the universal laws. One of them is vibration, Hanadi Yeshiba. And so you got to make sure that you as a vessel, you got to make sure that you as a as a magnet, as an antennae, you want to make sure that you are receiving the messages of the highest frequency and you want to make sure that you're putting out those attraction vibes of the highest frequency, the highest orgasmic frequency. Hallelujah. <laughs> anyway, okay. So that's what a, a, that's a little bit about what I talked about in the hoodoo for your love life. And then on March 10th, no, this is going to be... This is going to be March 12th. March 12th, I am going to host a, another live stream. And this one is going to be on financial sorcery. So I have been doing, I've been planning some book club reviews for the Patreon. And so the first one, y'all know I love to talk about manifestation, magic, period, because I, I honestly believe a lot of times liberation, specifically liberation for somebody that I that like, like how I identify black, queer, gender non-binary, a lot of freedom. I'm not really looking for representation in some aspects. I want to be represented in the government, but I'm not really looking for the representation. I'm looking for economic justice reparations. So that's the reason I am all about using your juju to manifest using your ashe to bring resources to bring abundance into your life especially if you are someone who has been historically subjugated by the oppressive um system that we live in the oppressive economic social and political system that we live in and that's a lot of people that that's i claim as family and i claim as digital family so uh, with that in mind, we're going to do a financial sorcery book club, and this is going to be based on Jason Miller's book called Financial Sorcery. It has there's free PDFs of it online, but I'm going to do an actual I'm going to I read the book. I, li I like to have the book physically because I can highlight it. And sometimes I just don't like looking at the screen so much. So we're going to do a live stream book club on that. There's going to be Q&As. I'm going to kind of just go through some of the aspects of the book that I really enjoy because there's a lot of there's a lot of really good magical advice in that book. And then there's also a lot of great practical advice in the book. So not only does he cover the spiritual elements, but he also covers the real world elements of what you need to do in order to sustain material abundance in your life because it's a two it's a two type fold you know what i mean it's a two it's it's a two-way street so you can't have you a lot of times with witches and stuff and i'm trying to change this period a lot of times with witches and stuff they wind up poor they wind up with nothing because they get used all the way up and a lot of times you got to learn how you got to understand how to direct the energy and a lot of times directing your energy towards manifestation, towards abundance, towards prosperity is setting yourself up to have the conditions to where you can self-actualize the best self that you can be. Hallelujah. So it's not all about the bling. It's about the energy that you need to create the space to self-actualize the best form of yourself, period. So we're going to be talking about financial sorcery in the Patreon book club. I'm really looking forward to that. So sign up for my Patreon. <clears throat> this is going to most likely be available to all of my patrons. But in the future, I'm going to have to I'm going to do more kind of like exclusive ones for higher tier patrons just because I support I under I, I really appreciate the support and I'll be putting out a lot of content on there and stuff. So y'all go check it out. It's a lot of tarot readings. It's a lot of collective tarot readings. There's a lot of mini courses on ancestors and the altars and stuff. 
it's just a lot. So I'm gonna have the link in the um the the show notes at the bottom, so you can check that out. Moving on, before I get to talking about my two courses that I'm gonna be teaching on March 21st. Lessons from the retrograde. Oof. So I actually am going. I'm I'm full time witch now. Basically, I'm I have some gigs and stuff like that. I'm working from home. I do because I do digital strategy services. So I damn working with that with an organization. But aside from that, I'm I'm a full time tech witch. I'm a full time cyber witch because lessons from Mercury. Mercury this the start of this Mercury retrograde grow was rough i don't know mercury retrograde ended in february like 20th or something like that but child i had to make some changes i had to free up so i did i was like man i can't do i can't do my job so i did have a nine to five muggle job i ain't gonna tell y'all a lot about it but I had to give it up. And as soon as I as soon as I gave up, gave it up, another opportunity came through. Period. So you know what? The girl, I'm I, I'm I'm booked and busy out here and I'm looking for other opportunities too. But my main lesson for Mercury Retrograde is just I can't be living in the kind of anxiety that I was living in in 2020. Um and this is separate. Whenever I'm doing readings and stuff like that, and whenever I'm doing my content, you know, I think it's like um, I like to present a certain self because this is this is my calling and this is my work. So you know, I don't really, I'm not really gonna bring all of my stuff into into every piece of content that I do because I mean, there's also different types of content creators and stuff like that. But I know for me, I gotta take care of me, and so that really involved me coming to terms with certain aspects of my life that were just giving me anxiety. I needed to just release and let go. And part of that was that job. Like it was not like the people was bad, but it was just, I was being overworked and stuff like that. And it's like, now I'm feeling more in alignment with my calling and also the material benefits is there too. So praise the Lord. Cause I've been working, I've been busting my ass for this business since like 2017 um, and so, yeah, Mercury Retrograde really taught me a lot about how I need to prioritize my mental health in 2021. And a lot of times that involves looking deep within myself. That involved deep looking deep within myself and being like, child, I got to cut some stuff out. And then there's certain stuff I just, I just made an agreement with myself. I'm like, you know, through mantras and through working with my spirit guides and through working on rewiring my narrative, I'm, I'm changing up a lot of the stuff that I had anxiety about, and I feel like I'm really shedding a lot because um, anxiety was beginning to kind of like, I mean, I have these different moments and stuff like that. And a lot of this is based also on the fact that we are living in a really messed up world, but I really realized I needed to focus more on, um, more on channeling my energy into different projects. Um, also not overworking, taking time to just relax. Because I think before a lot of my realization, I, I don't know, I just saw kind of personal time as a great time to do like creative stuff, which work for me doesn't really feel like work. Like writing out a podcast outline, I'm like, that's that's fun. You know, I love doing podcasts. I love doing like, I love creating content. I love spiritual um, information. I love like talking about spirituality, but at the same time, I think I needed to just learn how to rest. And my sis Levon, Pastor Bay out there, um, really talks about how rest is revolutionary. I love how in her Instagram, she be putting up every day. She be taking baths. It's like we need to rest, especially people who have, like I said earlier, who have been historically subjugated by this oppressive system. We need to re we we need to rework the way that capitalism is working. You know what I mean? And speaking of these damn stimulus checks, these damn stimuluses, we live in such a messed up world. It's literally too expensive to live. Too expensive to fucking live. You you literally come out the womb with like over 200K in debt. It's like, child, we need to rework the way society is. That's a whole nother conversation right there. 
Um, but it's too expensive to live and stuff. And so I, I mean, this is also me speaking from a certain um, area of privilege, a viewpoint of privilege, because I mean, I do, I have a really good education, went to University of Michigan, got a master's degree in that, and was in a really, really good um, undergrad program in international studies and got study culture and travel, all that kind of stuff. But it's like, child, I have to rework the way I'm doing my shit. And also I'm a Capricorn stellium. So your girl loves work. But, you know, I had to stop and be like, is this, is this sustainable for myself? Is this going to make me happy? So, you know, it's like I had to cut some things out of my life. And now I'm prioritizing myself, not necessarily in a selfish way, but I'm prioritizing my relationships. I'm prioritizing doing work that I care about, do, prioritizing rest. So your girl, I mean, y'all know I'm a hustler. Y'all know, I, I, don't, I also don't like saying hustler because that involves like a certain amount of like American dreaminess to it when the hustle shouldn't have to exist. I just like doing a lot of shit, period. Point blank motherfucking period. Your girl just loves having a lot of, I like having a lot of, um, I like having my hands in a lot of different hats and a lot of different pots or whatever. So your girl is full time, but I'm still doing tarot readings. The books are open with the tarot readings, too. I had to understand, like, I, I love giving readings, but I give so much in the readings that I have to kind of limit my services. So, um, yeah, just book while you can, because sometimes if I, I have a certain cap and then I'm like, I need to rest so that I can show up to the readings and do my best work. You know what I mean? That's why your girl's reviews are so good. <laughs> um, anyway, so I'll be teaching my courses. I'm going to be doing my Patreon. Um, if you want me to be doing any kinds of speaking opportunities, let me know. Holla. Um, digital strategy services. I'm still doing that. Um, yeah, I mean, I think coming up, I'm going to be hosting a workshop uh, with uh, through my friend, The Luxury Witch. Kate Thomas, um, she has a magic money course that's so good. Y'all should check it out. I'll put it in the show notes, but um, I'm going to be doing a workshop for her on shadow work and um, manifestation. And then I'm also going to be doing some work. Um, I'm going to be doing a, a, an ancestral wellness and ethical business practices workshop for my, my girl, um, Eliana at Thrive. That's coming up. I got other podcast episodes coming up with some pretty cool people I'm going to be interviewing if I might say they this shit. So, um, yeah, with that said, hit your girl up, subscribe to the Patreon if you want to support doing readings sign up i'm about to talk about my courses actually that i'm gonna be um that i'm gonna be teaching but yeah speaking opportunities all that kind of stuff holler at me because i'm ready i got a lot of creative stuff that i'm doing i got a lot of stuff that's coming out in 2021 so i'm so just excited to um to step into this new path to step into um into into actualizing my my my, my, my most genuine self hallelujah so, um, yeah. All right. So next, let's talk about these two courses I'm going to be offering. So I don't want this just to be me, like, throwing shit at you, um, you know, just advertising stuff. That is kind of what it is. But I also want this to be kind of like a learning opportunity and stuff like that. So I'm going to just give y'all a little viewpoint of what I view as a cyber witch um, because that is basically um, the philosophical underpinning of my courses. Okay, okay. So now let's get on to these classes. And so I don't want this to just be like an advertisement, um, which I mean, I'm, t I'm telling y'all about the course because I'm courses because I'm excited about them. But at the same time, I kind of want to give you a viewpoint of kind of my philosophical orientation to the occult. You know what I mean? Because at this point, um, one of the shifts that I'm going to be kind of doing in my content is um, taking myself more serious as an occult scholar. I've been studying this stuff for over 15 years and I really enjoy um, teaching. And one thing that I have noticed, just one thing that sets me apart basically is that I've read a ton of shit and I come at this from a hoodoo perspective, also from my experience with um, 
psychedelic technology, psychedelic mind technology. Shout out to Juju Bay um, Psychedelics and Tarot episode. Check that out. Um, but I am really beginning to take myself more seriously as an occult scholar because I, I have a lot to add to the pantheon of pantheon of knowledge, and I have a very unique set of experiences as someone who grew up in Mississippi, who has lived around the world, speaks different languages, has a background in sociology. Um, I. I'm just excited to talk about this stuff. So basically what I came up with is Cyber Witch. And Cyber Witch basically explains my orientation to being a witch. And so I'm just going to tell you a little bit of something, something about it. So a witch is someone who uses magic to manifest a desired outcome. Magic is the science and art of causing change to occur in conformity with the will. And so this is basically based on um, problematic Aleister Crowley's definition. But I really like this definition because it is a central, it's a central and core concept or, or explanation of this concept that you're going to find throughout a lot of occult literature. And so the name Cyber Witch came to me one day as I was ruminating over what it means to be a witch in 2020 specifically 2021 now, specifically a witch with interests in Afrofuturist thought, technology, astrology, and the occult. So I call myself a cyber witch to describe a philosophical journey towards an understanding of spiritual and psychic development amidst the growing influence of technology in our lives as we move closer to the age of Aquarius, which some would argue that we are in it right now. And so a cyber witch state of being involves utilizing ancient tools, quote unquote, ancient tools, quote unquote, new age as as a form of appropriation. Uh, These tools include divination, astral travel, transcendental meditation, what we call magic, ritual spell work, shamanism. These are spiritual forms of spiritual technology, and they are methods for raising consciousness on multiple levels, personal, communal, global. So spiritual technology gives us new ways to envision ourselves in the future. And so through the Internet, the cyber world, we transcend spatial boundaries by building online community and sharing information and gifts that are integral to the collective's conscious ascension. So as a cyber witch, I'm exercising my spiritual agency by rewriting oppressive narratives that don't give me space for my magic, let alone existence in an uncertain future. And so this course, like I mentioned, is going to be taught from my perspective as a black queer Southern hoodoo mystic. You don't have to be, you don't have to practice hoodoo to take it because it's primarily based on general occultism and witchery. But um, so here's a rundown of what the week's going to look like. So week one is going to be cultivating your own witch philosophy and getting to know your shadow self. And we go through and explain what the shadow is, shadow self is. I draw from um, Carl Jung, his examples. We talk about the importance of the trans. We talk about the importance of shadow work, importance for transparency with yourself, rewriting oppressive narratives, da 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 da. Week two. Um, Also, I forgot to mention there's going to be homework. Week two is strategies for ancestor and spirit guide communication. So this is just all about the astral travel. This is about safely inducing trans states of consciousness. It's about the differences between ancestor, spirit guides, and ascendant masters. And we're also going to talk about that um, hemisync method CIA document that came out that proves the existence um, of astral travel and other types of psychic and extrasensory phenomena. Child. There's also going to be homework for that week. And then the homework is not going to be like where I'm going to ask you to turn it in and I have a hard deadline. It's mostly for you to learn and you can do it afterwards because some of the stuff I give is kind of heavy. But um, week three is 
going to be on the elements of ritual and ceremony. And so these are going to be basic elements of altar assembly. What, why do people call on the four elements? What, how do you do divination during spell work? Manifesting with the moon cycles, proper methods for cleansing your space before doing ritual. And then I'm also going to offer an asynchronous course healing it's going to be called, sorry, Roots and Herbs 101, Healing Money, um, Love, and Principles of Signatures in um, Herbal Magic. And so that is what the MSF Cyber Witch Academy is going to be on. The dates are March 21st, March 28th, and April 4th. And so the MSF Cyber Witch Academy is going to take place. That course is going to take place at 1 p.m. on those Sundays. And then I'm going to be teaching the MSF Tarot Academy directly after that at 3.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. That's New Orleans time. Um, and each course is going to be an hour long. And I'm going to have some office hours afterwards just in case anyone wants to talk and stuff like that. And so... Now let me tell you a little bit about my philosophical orientation towards the tarot because there's a lot of different ways that you can get the tea from the tarot, but there's a lot of different ways that people use the tarot in their practices. So specifically for me, the tarot is a magical tool, a set of cards used for divination purposes to gain insight into matters of life with the guidance of higher interdimensional forces like spirit guides and ancestors. For hundreds of years, people have consulted the tarot for advice on just about any issue related to the human life experience. This could be love affairs, shadow work, life transitions. In either case, the tarot will help you uncover the tea, honey. The story of the 78 cards is one of alchemical spirit transformation. They, they tell the story of the soul's incarnation into the 3D realm and its refinement by going through each of the lessons in the major arcana and seeing how these play out in everyday life through the, major, through the minor arcana. And so I've been studying tarot for about over 14 years and girl, I'm really excited to offer this course. I love me some, I love pulling cards and throwing cards, child. Many find tarot to be daunting due to the amount of information and quantity of cards but i've created a system of correspondences that helps you figure out how to intuitively work intuitively work with the logic of this special divination system and tap into its true power so i'm actually reading a little bit from this website and adding a little bit to it yes that's my writing girl i'm reading this like girl you know how to write period like <laughs> okay so this course will not simply involve reading and memorizing tarot cards because you can do that on your own 100 but this is for the beginner to advanced tarot practitioner who is looking to deepen their awareness and understanding of the evolution of tarot over time and its utility for the future and so as i mentioned there are a lot of different ways to approach the study and practice of tarot um as its philosophical associations are it's a lot and we're going to talk about some of how we, these relate to these, the seven universal laws that I'm going to be covering. But as I mentioned before, this course is going to be taught on my, based on my experiences um, and my background in general occult arts, um, mystic, hermetic, Kabbalah, hoodoo, numerology, elemental magic, mediumship, and more. And so the first week of three is going to be first a philosophical explanation of how tarot works. We're going to talk about some theories. I'm going to tell you about some sources that I use um, that have really been integral in me, uh, helping me internalize the, the information in the cards. We're going to talk about, also talk about numerology in this week. And we're going to go over some decks that are not so Eurocentric. I do. I would love the Rider Waite deck just because of the symbolism and stuff like that. But I have all kinds of decks. So um, I encourage you always. I always, always encourage you to use one that is comfortable for you. We're going to talk a little bit about Oracle decks also and how those work. And so week two is going to be connecting with your spirit guides and ancestors through divination. And so it's a lot of ways that you can get information from your ancestors through pulling cards hallelujah so this is going to be 
We're going to talk about methods for cleansing yourself and your cards. We're going to talk about invocation prayers, ways to close out readings, how to formulate and word your own questions, and discerning when your cards need to be cleansed. Because sometimes it'd be some shit on them that you need to just cleanse off before you use them for real. And then for week three, is that's going to be on tarot for spell work, types of tarot spreads, and decolonizing the court cards. And so you can use tarot cards in your spell work. For me, it helps hone in the emphasis for the product that I'm looking to manifest. Um, we're going to talk about types of tarot spreads. There's a lot of different types of tarot spreads. And also, you can create your own. Um, and sometimes I just do free form a lot. Like, I just pull the cards and just let them let them go down. I'd, I'd be like, maybe I'll do three cards this time and just put that many out. So also we're going to talk about decolonizing the court cards because I'm not really into the whole queen and king like explanation as someone who does identify as gender non-binary. Like I'm not really into some of the explanations. Some of the explanations don't really even involve, like they don't even relate to my phenotypical features. So, for instance, they be talking about kings being blonde-headed and blue-eyed. I'm like, girl, I don't, I don't, that does not relate to me, really. It don't relate. Like, it, they, they don't have black people in them. That's all I'm trying to say. They ain't got people of color, really. So, we got to talk about that, decolonizing and looking at those more from an energetic standpoint and as a standpoint to tell what kinds of energies might be in your life. Because sometimes someone who is... An anatomically, quote unquote, born female can have king characteristics. So I like to degender um, those classifications and those meanings. So that is basically what I'm going to be talking about in those two courses. Like I said, head to my website, millennialsoulfood.biz to look at the look at the menu and see if you're interested. Sign up. Patreon, Patreon members um, get a 15% discount and then also Cyber Witch Academy from our f- first cohort. Those people are going to get a 15% discount also. Um, so sign up if you're interested. So now let's move on to these seven laws um, that I want to talk about. The seven universal laws. So hang tight. All right, so now let's get on to these seven universal laws. And so as I mentioned earlier um, in the introduction, a lot of my content from now on is going to be centered on the occult basics. And I have a couple of reasons for this. One, I think it's very important to have these concepts explained um, through different representatives. So a lot of this is just pretty much pretty deep occult theory, um, occult philosophical theory. And to be honest, I see a lot of white people talking about it. Like I don't really see a lot of, a lot of us talking about it. So we are going to be kind of diving more into esoteric occult um, philosophy. Y'all, have, If y'all haven't already, check out my episode um, with Tyler from um, Magic Tower Relics about ceremonial um, magic. But I'm just going to give you a short introduction to the seven universal laws that I want to talk about. Um, and this is going to constitute a whole series of podcasts um, after this. And the reason these are very important is because a lot, these laws have been found in religious and spiritual text from ancient Egypt to ancient Egypt, which is black, basically. And it's very important to understand these types of laws because it helps approach the topic of spirituality. I mean, all these laws might not encompass all of the phenomena um, that happens in the universe or the cosmos, but I think it's an important f- start and it's an important framework. And so this is from the Kabbalion. And these also are very important because... We see a lot of these elements in pop culture, and so a lot of these symbols and a lot of these concepts 
have been kind of reworked into um, different mechanisms for shaping the way that we perceive reality. And so you'll see, you'll understand more as I go through these. But then finally, I wanted to talk about this because this is understanding these seven universal laws and examples through your own experiences is very important because it helps you it helps you develop your own system of checks and balances internally so that whenever you receive information you have a better you have a more informed way to understand the truth the messages that resonate with you and your spirit guides cuz sometimes you know you get information and you need to just have your own internal systems of checks and balances and the checks and balances is basically do these vibe with your value system and so these universal laws are a part of my my value system basically and i have through a lot of different experiences i've had a chance to internalize these universal laws and they they're 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 universal and they they transcend time so for the rest of my life in this 3d reality I'm going to be learning about these laws, but I'm also going to be guiding my own journey um, through an informed compass and through my own system of checks and balances, like I said. So let's dive into these. <clears throat> so there's seven universal laws and they are the law of mentalism. The law of correspondence, the law of vibration, the law of polarity, the law of rhythm, the law of cause and effect, and the law of gender. And so let's go through these really quickly and talk about them. I'm going to do an expounded version, like I said, in another episode, um, in this next seven series of episodes. I wanna, I'm going to come up with all kinds of examples from pop culture, all this kind of stuff, just to give you all the full tea. Um, the first three of these universal laws are what's called immutable. And immutable means that they are absolute and eternal. And the four, the next four are mutable, which means one can tra transcend these. So you can transcend polarity, rhythm, cause and effect, gender. Cause and effect, you can do that through magic. But the polarity, um, yeah, poli I I'm going to talk about all that. You, you can transcend gender too. Gender nonconforming people, transgender people. So... Um, First, let's get into the law of mentalism. And so the universe is mind. Basically, all matter is an emanation from light source. All matter is an emanation, a level of emanatory light coming from the universal consciousness. And so this is what creates the substance for our known reality. And the universe is basically composed of magnetism and electricity. Magnetism is, quote, is, you can think of it almost as the dark matter of the universe. It sets the context for the interactions that create light and um, electricity. Magnetism is what holds things together. It's what draws things together. And then the electricity is the interaction of those that creates the light. So do we see this a lot. This also can correspond to the law of polarity. We see the black and white. But um, yes, all matter is mentalism. All matter is a state of consciousness. Let that sink in. All matter is a state of consciousness. All matter is a mental representation of a higher consciousness. So we're going to dive deep into that one, most likely in the next episode. Um, and that is immutable. That is something that you can't really get out of. You can't really escape the mind of the ultimate source of the universe, of fucking Olodumare, of God, you know? So also the next one is immutable, and this is the law of correspondence. And I don't know if you've heard this a lot, but as above, so below. And 
some of these explanations that I'm getting are from mindyourreality.com. I really like their article that they have in there, mind-your-reality.com. Um, that's your as in Y-O-U-R. Um, so the law of correspondence is as above, so below. Think about fractals. One smaller part is representation of the whole. Think about the Fibonacci sequence. Go Google that if you don't know what that is. These principles are integral to any occult tradition that you enter and they are served. They've, okay, so these services, this is a, is a very important foundation. You have to understand that everything is connected. And so they have some a saying, know thyself and thou shalt know all the mysteries of the gods and the universe. This is basically that. That's, that was, that's what this concept is, that everything corresponds and everything is a representation of the grander whole. It's like the lotus leaf, the lotus flower in Buddhism. So also this goes with tarot. Tarot is a representation. It's a mirror of our unconscious it's also a mirror of the psychostructure of the cosmic structure of the universe. This is also goes with the tree of life and Hermetic Kabbalah. Look up the tree of life and understanding about the different realms and angelic forces that exist in these realms and emanations of light from the Kether source. So thinking about all of this stuff, this is, this is a law that period, it is and that's what immutable means so law of correspondence as above so below you can think of astrology in these terms too the planets all represent different states of consciousness that constitute a, a soul a conscious soul <clears throat> so the law of vibration the law of vibration Everything is a particular level of vibration, whether it's moving fast or slow. And you can think about light particles vibrate extremely fast, whereas solid particles vibrate at a slower pace. This is also how you have different levels of reality. All levels of reality are different speeds of vibration. So if you think about the if you think about light source that is vibrating it travels super quickly. But if you think about matter it vibrates slower. And I mean if you get down to it everything is like light anyway, but matter this 3D realm is a further consolidation of matter. So you can think of all, all of life is matter. All of life is the mental substance of matter. All matter is a mental substance of consciousness. <laughs> There's a lot of words. But as I'm saying, all of the universe is vibratory. So you can look at the wave particle. It vibrates. It moves. That is how energy is created. We're going to dive really deep into that one. Vibration, you can think about music in those terms. Vibration happens because of music. Of vibrate. No, music happens because of vibration and rhythm. Well, it happens because of all these, but those are the ones that I'm thinking about right now. So then the next law is the law of polarity. And so the law of polarity has to do with the fact that opposites exist in the universe. If you think about a certain kind of concept... There is always an opposite to it, or there is there are two opposing concepts that you can fit that that word into that that meaning, um, that information. Also, there are opposites in magic. Think about the left hand and the right hand, the quote unquote black magic and the white magic. Now these. This is the start of the mutable. So we are able to transcend these types of laws. And so you can even transpose this onto historical racial politics in the United States, as in the government using propaganda to shape people's thinking about opposite experiences about people that they feel like are opposite from them this is where you get the whole white black 
dichotomy, the construction of race. A lot of times fear is based on polaristic thinking that is that sets up a kind of like other. So you can think about this. Like I said, you can think about like fear a lot of times is you are afraid of the opposite thing happening. Failure. Failure is the opposite of success. Now you got to come on now. Hallelujah. Also, if you think about it, propaganda, racist propaganda, shaping the ways that people view quote unquote opposites. And a lot of times, sometimes in reality, you can, the go, not want to say the government, but society creates this type of polaristic thinking and reinforces it through its customs, through its social rituals. So a lot of times through violence, if we're going to keep it 100 up in this motherfucker. But polarity is something that we can transcend. That is why shadow work is so important, because a lot of times our shadow will present things that we feel are not of ourselves, but actually are a direct reflection of ourselves. Think about the shadow self and think about hatred. Think about you seeing somebody that you hate. But then it could be that you hate equality within yourself and it can be something that you haven't worked out. So it's like we set up all kinds of opposites in a way to justify certain types of behavior. Now, let me know if this is flying over your head. Hallelujah. But the universe is composed of a conceptual polarity. So we can't like with word association. So let's say with um, if you are able to have a concept two concepts and explain from one point to another, from A to B, from one end to the other end, then you have a fully mapped out concept. So you can think about this in terms of books. You can think about this in terms of academic literature. They always want to hear about the opposing opinion and how you react to that. So this goes into all types of different different lanes but the universe is composed of it is a polarity but it's one that we can we can um transcend we can also transcend cycles the universe is rhythm the law of rhythm the universe moves in cycles it moves at a certain beat a lot of times in life we experience the same life cycle that's what intergenerational trauma is is it's trauma cycling through generations but you have the ability to transcend that through spirituality through healing yourself so that is also a law that's a cosmic law in effect and this also goes in the cause and effect which is the next one so every action has a reaction and it moves in cycles so let's say Great, 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 great grandma experienced a lot of abuse, trigger warning, a lot of abuse and trauma, specifically sexual trauma. Let's say your uncle experienced a lot of sexual trauma. That is energy that is built up and it causes an effect later on that manifests intergenerational trauma that might manifest in someone hurting themselves, that might manifest in someone else reproducing that very trauma. And so we see this, This everything has a cause and effect, honey. So the last one is gender. And so gender is also something that we can transcend. But we see gender, this is one of the main ones, we see gender is heavily manipulated or out thinking about Thinking about gender is heavily manipulated in society. This comes back to my master's degree, which was in gender and sexuality. But a lot of times with society, society has created this thinking about gender, these two opposites, male, female, as being necessary to the social order, to, ma to maintaining the social order, to keeping us from descending into quote unquote chaos. But we're seeing a lot of times with these institutions that have reinforced this thinking about gender are fucked up. You know what I mean? They have been the reasons that a lot of people have suffered. They've been the reason that there's a lot of rape that's happened. They've been the reason that a lot of killing has happened. So like I said, a lot of these laws, especially the ones that are, that are mutable, 
we see how there are certain mechanisms in reality that keep these that keep these going you know what i mean they influence the ways that we perceive them and a lot of times it's us up to us to do critical thinking so that we can transcend the this type of manipulation that happens so gender every everything in the universe has gender orisha have gender a lot of times the gender switches olokun male female transgender don't know gender we god don't don't know we don't know so a lot of times our conceptions of gender are based on our experiences and they are based on the societies that we grow up in and they're based on material conditions too. That's a little Marxist, Marxist approach to Foya, Foya Tari. But it's important to, I wanted to say it's important to understand all of these because as I've mentioned, I have been talking about this for a few minutes now and there's so many examples of how these seven universal laws show up in society. And also there's so many examples of how these show up as forms, as ways that institutions manipulate and keep people in a certain mindset of thinking. And so I invite you to read about these um, go check out some articles about them. I will post an article in the show notes about, um, about, well, an article that connects you to the article that I found, but the Kabbalion is really good for, um, reading to figure out more about these laws. And so I definitely invite you to read along with me, um, in this series and yeah that's the show basically so i want to thank you for listening and as i mentioned earlier my two courses are out registration is up i'm gonna have the links in the bio so that you can go register you can go to the landing pages and you can check out what they say and um also oh, as i mentioned march 21st 28th and april 4th the Cyber Witch Academy is taking place at 1 p.m. And then the Tarot Academy will be at 3.30 p.m. So get your life with somebody that's been doing tarot for 14 years and been practicing the cult for a long time, for more than that. Um, also, thank you so much to all my patrons. Live stream is coming out. Financial Sorcery Book Club Review live stream is going to be on March 12th. I think I'm going to probably do it around 2 p.m. Central Standard Time, New Orleans time. Um, leave me a review on iTunes. Rate me. Thank you so much. Rate your girl. Give me them five stars, baby. Um, thank you so much for listening and I just want to say I love y'all so much. Thank you for holding your girl down and I'm looking forward to working with anybody in the future that might want to collaborate. Holla at your girl. I love y'all. Bye-bye. <laughs>